Hello everybody, welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Monday, July 20th, 2020. Y'all, it's a brand new week. A brand new week of expectation. That's what I'm declaring for myself this week. Positivity, all this awesomeness that's gonna happen. Things that's owed to me, due to me. I'm expecting it all. Join me on this journey. If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Michael Finkley Show. There you can ring that bell for notifications and you'll receive emails from us when we upload new content. Y'all, I wanted to take a little time out to talk about, before I get to the show, I want to take a little time out to talk about schooling. It's all in the news, right? Um, the president's talking about it. Um, Betsy DeVos is talking about it. All the different um, states are talking about it as well. And some people are just, there are three ways. There are four schools opening, there are four not schools opening, and they're looking in the middle and saying, we don't know what we're going to do yet. And we can see schools opening early as next month, August. So what are your thoughts? Should schools open for this academic year? Should it be online? Should it be a hybrid component? Should students go in a few days a week? What do you think? Leave comments below and y'all, let's just have a conversation in the comment section down there. Okay? So y'all, today's show, <laughs> I always do this. Ah! Today's show is all about laughter. It's a lot happening in the world. Coronavirus, all this turmoil in the world. So just take a few minutes just to chill out and relax and just laugh. The Bible says it's just like medicine, right? So just laugh. We have two comedians that will help you along the way. All right, Mr. Justin Brown and Mr. Dwayne Nettles. They are comedians in their own right. And y'all, they are here to bring that pleasure to your life as you watch the Michael Finkley show this Monday. All right, so when we return, we will hear from Mr. Justin Brown and Mr. Dwayne Nettles, okay? We'll be right back. Next, we chat with comedians Justin Brown and Dwayne Nettles. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. On the next Michael Finkley, Wednesday, we have Mr. Anthony H. Brown with us as he talks about his weight loss, his business, and the great work he does with the UNCF and with HBCUs. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. have two comedians here they're on right and y'all I'm, I'm just ready to just get this started so i want you all to just introduce yourselves tell us what you do and uh we'll just take it from there let's start with Dwayne. all right so i'm, I'm Dwayne nettles aka mr nettles uh, i'm a local comedian in columbia south carolina uh, also by day i work for the university of south carolina uh helping first generation students prepare for college uh so trying to bridge the professional gap and the the comedic gap has uh, been pretty interesting. I've been doing stand-up since about February. I've been writing probably about a year and a half, but it's been going pretty well so far. Awesome. Awesome. Justin. So guys, my name is Justin Brown, also known as the Long Island Lip. I mean, that's that self-proclaimed. Uh, I'm a actor, comedian, uh, podcast host from uh, New York, New York. Uh, well, Long Island, New York uh, specifically. I've been in the game for about a good 10 years now. Uh, I've done Upright Citizens Brigade. I have a lot of YouTube uh, content out there. Uh, but most recently, a lot of people know me from my podcast, Medium Popcorn. Uh, we um, kind of review new and old movies with a very much a comedy swing to it. My co-host name is Brandon Collins. We've been, yeah, rocking it awesome. out for a good five years now. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Now, Justin, um, tell us about your path in, in becoming a comedian. What did that look like? 
Oh, man. Um, to tell you the truth, I went to college for um, business, business administration and marketing at Iona College in New Rochelle, New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came out right as the recession started, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 2000, 2007, and you know, there were no jobs. So I just started doing random things over Craigslist, ended up meeting some people and you know, found myself on a sketch team. And we, one day somebody, uh, one of our standups who, you know, did stand up in between our uh, uh, sketches didn't show up. We had seven errant minutes. And I said, hey, I'll take it. And I started doing stand up and, you know, kind of so started flowing from there and then started doing a lot of comedic acting and things like mm-hmm. that. Gotcha. All right. What about you, Dwayne? Uh, my parents are pretty non-traditional. Um, so I was always the person in my family who everybody said was funny. A lot of coworkers said that I was funny. And I'd never taken it serious, just like telling jokes around the office and just, you know, just, just saying stuff like, Dwayne, you got like great comedic timing. Like you should really try it. So I started writing, like, like I said, about a year and a half ago. And then I started going to the local open mics in Columbia and you know, just got a feel for the scene. And then I saw um, it was an ad for a class. So I actually got into a comedy class and a part of the class was we had a graduation show. So you had to perform as a part of the graduation oh. show. So really, uh, initially in my head, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm using material I've been writing in class. And I'm just, I'm just performing stuff I wrote. But turns oh. out I ended up writing about 95% of my set like in class like for, for the show. So really polished the first five minutes. Uh, performed. Uh, my teacher really wanted me to perform before I did a graduation show. Oh. So went out randomly one night after class, did an open mic. Like, show went great. Like, and the crazy thing about it, like when I got there, there was a professional comedian on set, like right before me. So I was like, oh my God, like my first night. And I got a professional comedian performing right, <laughs> right in front of me. Like, oh my God. So like, I just got a, got a great ovation. Um, and really that gave me the confidence. And then once I did the graduation show, graduation show went great. And really just been hitting it, hitting it strong since then. Um, COVID kind of hit, like right after everything got popping off. So really now just trying to stay, um, I'm just trying to stay in the creative space. Uh, launched a podcast with some of my uh, college friends uh, recently. Uh, that's been going mm-hmm. well. Hip hop, uh, last and hip hop podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on episode five shooting this week. Um, everything's been going great so far. Just keeping that platform going, and just got back into uh, the open mic space probably about three weeks ago. So shows just opened back up. So it's going good. More power to you, brother. More power to you. <laughs> what about you, Justin? How did it start for you? Uh, well, I mean, well, right now, you know, there are no uh, open mics or anything in New York. You know, we're right. still kind of, you know, the entertainment business is, is pretty much shut down for the time being. Uh, I actually took uh, about a good, maybe like two years off because, you know, I had a baby. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had, you know, just fatherhood, all that uh, going right. on. So you had to take my time to get my life together. And then, um, and then I s- actually started going back in February, and then COVID hit. And so, yeah, you know, I've kind of just been sitting on the shelf. But you know, luckily, you know, with the podcast and everything, I have an opportunity to still keep those creative juices going. You know, I've been doing, uh, you know, some kind of film COVID uh, uh, stuff for you know o- online um, uh, mediums. You know, so that's been keeping me afloat as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, either one of you can answer this question, or both of you. Um, can you learn comedy? Can someone actually learn comedy, or is it something that you're kind of born with? Uh, I'll tackle it. I think for me, like, I've always been a fan of comedy first. Mm-hmm. So I always said to myself, I said, if I ever pursued it, I, my appreciation for it is so high, I, w- I wouldn't want to do it if I couldn't, like, do it justice. But really, right, 
taking in the scene and seeing different people's style and like just actually doing it myself, like I think there's the innate ability in everybody to kind of pull like what you're good at and put it on stage if you want it to. I mean, I think it's naturally easier if you have just like those things inbred in, inbred in you. Like I'm just a public speaker. So like that was just, that part was natural. But mm-hmm. like the comedic timing, a lot of stuff I, I've literally learned, like drawing attention to yourself on stage. So it's a, lot of, it's a lot of technical stuff that I never thought about before I got on the stage until I got into the class. So mm-hmm. honestly, I think, I really think anybody could do it if they really wanted to and want to pursue it. See, it, it's, it's uh, I, I kind of agree because like, comedy, acting, and things like that. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where someone can walk off the street and, mm-hmm. and do it and, and be kind of good at it, mm-hmm. but it does take work to get you to the next level. And exactly. there's certain things, you know, like sure. there's formulas that help you um, uh, kind of work out some of your um, uh, material so where it delivers the best way possible and the timing and such. So it is a combination of both things. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, makes sense. Do you remember your first joke you told? I, I remember mine. I know the first. Well, I don't know the first. The first joke I told in front of a crowd, and then I kind of remember. I don't know if I remember the first joke I ever told, just in general. But the first joke I wrote, uh, told in front of a crowd, because I remember I was kind of hesitant about even submitting the joke. Mm-hmm. Part of our class, we would submit our jokes, and then we perform them in class the next week. So I, I was just sitting around. I just got done watching this documentary called Blackfish, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself, like, yo, this documentary would be real different if it was called Black Man. <laughs> so I wrote this joke about it and I told it in class like it, like it, like it hit like it was, it was great I think that's my biggest thing too I'm just trying to make it different like just like random connections you wouldn't think about in general and it kind of takes you just kind of takes you left and the people like just the the, the irony of it is oh, like just <laughs> uh well I mean my first uh stand-up set was you know kind of just impromptu so like I can't even remember what I said up there. I just knew it went well enough to the point where I said I'm, I want to do this again. Uh, but I think the first joke I told on stage was, well, I, I've always been um, uh, mistaken for other random bald-headed black dudes like of all course. my entire life. <laughs> you know, so like I kind of came up with says like I know what you guys are thinking. It's like yeah. Yeah, uh, like, no, I'm not that bald, other bald-headed black guy you've seen on TV. I may look like him. I can't remember exactly, but it was something in that in that vein. I, and then I told a story about how I was um, how I was mistaken for uh, Darius Rucker from Blue, Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh, and wow. Then, and then somebody said that I look like Seal. So, <laughs> and just my reaction really? to being say I look like Seal. So, yeah, it was. I think that was definitely my first joke uh, that, I, that I opened up with. That is crazy. <laughs> Talk about your influences. What made you kind of want to go in this thing um, and into this arena and the persons that kind of influenced that for you? Dwayne? Um, for me, uh, it's, I, I have a list, actually. So mm-hmm. there's guys I'm fans of, and then there's guys who I look at more like my style, per, per se. Mm-hmm. So like my five is, uh, like the first comedy special I remember watching was like Eddie Murphy Raw. So I remember watching Eddie Murphy I always grew up being a big uh, Chris Rock fan. Um, now, f- as far as my style goes, I'm more like like Dion Cole. The dryness of his humor is, is funny to me, and then I like Dio. I like Dio Hughley, like just his uh, his political take on it. And then, like in my opinion, like Dave Chappelle is just the greatest I've seen do it. Uh, and just like his uh, his social commentary, just is to me, it's just genius. 
So I think mm. those those are my five guys. But I know for me, just growing up in the South, this is a lot of my county has a lot of racial overtones, but it's not it's not a super abrasive approach. It's a more or less I'm just pu- I'm gonna put it out there and I'm just put a different spin on it just for you to kind of you know, just kind of look at it and, and take and take a different uh, perspective from it. And really, I perform. I got my start in mostly white venues, so I always wanted to have I wanted to have a uniquely African American approach, but I wanted my audience not to influence necessarily what I say. So I kind of want to go in and kind of you know, tell my story, like what was it like? You no, know, just and just bringing up things like things you don't think about, just just putting on the table. Because really, and also being an educator, like it's my, I feel like it's my job. Like you know, I just want I just want you to think about this when you leave here. I'm not telling you how to think about. I'm not telling you which way to go about it. I just want you to leave here and think about what I said and try to. Put you want to drop those bombs on them? You got to yeah. drop those bombs, some yeah. bombs right there. Just put this, uh, just put a funny twist on it and make you like, okay, I, I see, I see where you're going with this. Okay, okay. cool, Dustin. Uh, for me, like when I was growing up, I mean, the two things I loved, I loved Eddie Murphy and I loved the Ninja Turtles. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a comedian or I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, so like er, my early influences, you know, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, love Bernie Mac. Cause I love like the, 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 the strength and just like, just not giving me any (laughs) when he hit the stage, you know, there was just uh, a rawness about him. Um, so, and, and like Paul Mooney as well. I mean, cause I remember when I first started, I'd just sit on a stool and just talk to people, you know? Um, but then like, as I've grown older, you know, things have changed a little bit. Uh, so like, I feel, especially now after having the, you know, a child, I feel there's a little bit more Bill Burr coming out of me recently, <laughs> you know, cause like, it's just calling out, you know, calling out the the randomness and the things I think that are ridiculous about the world, and the things right. that bother me, and um, which it's comedy is a little bit almost therapeutic now more than it was just me going up and putting up a show as a you know just you know putting this um, this random character that I created that you know that super super heightened version of myself. I'm right. I'm putting like more of my my true self into right. my you know my act now. Right. Oh, wow. And you all, this is some people I didn't know, so I'm going to have to write these things down later and look up these people because I don't know who you're talking about. Some of them, <laughs> some of them I know. Thank you for that, Bill. Thank you for that. So, Justin, you've been doing this for over a decade, almost a decade, right? And uh, Probably actually over a decade now. Over a decade? Yeah. And so what are some of the successes you've seen thus far within your career in acting and uh, being a comedian? Uh, well, I mean... I mean, define success, right? <laughs> right, and that's in your own right. Exactly. Um, I mean, because as far as I'm concerned, you know, somebody, you know, somebody is like, oh, you know, you're successful. I'd be like, ah, man, I, I haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you talk to other people, it was like, you know, I've, you know, performed at one of the main uh, comedy venues in um, New York, Upright Citizens Brigade. It's, it's now gone. You know, for for years, I was on a house team there. I performed on stage with Amy Poehler, and you know, I I was actually called in to to um, to interview audition actually for Star Wars for John Boyega's role, and, you know, wow. th- things like that. So like, I've had those, you know, the hit that the the peaks of it, but also I've seen you know the lower end of, of the rung mm-hmm. <laughs> where I've done some mm-hmm. things. I'm just like, I can't tell anybody about this. I'm trying to bury it. Um, but I think, you know, knowing both, uh, both ends, you know, kind of keeps you nice and humble, 
So like yeah. that, and that's what I say. It's just like I don't feel like I've done you know done much because like I'm. I don't know if I'm ever gonna really be satisfied. It's just mm -hmm. you know this is, but it's also just what I love doing, and that's yeah. hence why I'm I'm still here doing it. You know what? Ten, twelve years later, almost. And you know that makes a difference. I was watching something yeah. earlier uh, with Bernie Mac and Oprah Winfrey, and Bernie Mac said that you know don't chase the money, allow the money to chase you, and because he was true to his craft, that's how he became so successful. His right. Yeah, right. he didn't chase out there anything. He loved what he did. Right, right. You, Dwayne, um, what are you? What are some of your your goals when it comes down to being a comedian in this arena? Uh, for me, uh, initially, I know I just got into it just to you know, just to really just to give my give my give a sh give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And I would say after kind of getting in class and talking, like our teacher was a professional is a professional comic. She was like, she's like, no, you you like you're like you're good at it. So that was the first time I kind of took it. Like, you know what, I can really take this and, and, and pursue it in a, in a, in a, from, from a professional standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, so really just taking it day by day, you know, and enjoying the small successes, um, seeing where it goes. And just really just right now, I'm just really working on my craft, like working on my writing, um, seeing what other avenues I could go with it, um, launching the podcast, something with me and my friends been talking about for a long time, uh, finally got off the ground. And really for the, the small successes, um, only being in it, Again, since February, and I was I was nominated for best local comic in, in Columbia. Uh, so I was like, like somebody literally called me, like somebody who's in my class was like, she's like, oh my god, Dwayne, you're nominated for best local comic. I like, I like, shut up, you're I like, you're lying. <laughs> like, there's nothing, like, no way. And then I, then I saw it. I'm like, man, it's like so that. I think that was the moment I kind of like, you know what, you could really uh, make something out of it. You know, a uh, quick thing is like, and, and, and like uh, Dwayne, I, I I love the energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I always want to. I always tell people, especially when you're new, is like mm -hmm. like when I came in, like I came in hot. I came right. in hot, and I was, and I just start, and I started running. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I saw myself, well, I see now uh, about myself when I was a young comic was because I came in so hot. I was just like, yo, this is easy for me. I don't have to work as hard as right, anybody right. else. But the right. work ethic and, and and working through that and and you sitting there and you know being on quarantine and working and and, right. and doing everything you're doing now, that's where the success comes from. Because I think a lot of times, whether you're, you're a comedian, or an athlete, or anything, if you have those natural abilities, we lean on our natural abilities, mm -hmm. and then we look past you know doing the work that everybody else has to. And you're doing if you have a natural ability, work just as hard as those people who don't have those natural abilities, and then you're just gonna level up on a on a different uh, different wavelength coming up you're ready to laugh they share their funniest jokes we'll be right back the Finkley Experience is an education and consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. Justin Brown and Dwayne Nettles. Now, we know that COVID-19 is happening and a lot of things have happened. It's affected us all. 
But sometimes we just need a good laugh. Um, even the Bible states that the the heart, you know, um, it's good for the heart. It's, it's just like medicine. Laughter is good for the soul. So, Dwayne, give me a little something, something for the people to kind of get their, their ha-ha-ha-ha going, you know? <laughs> uh, let's, see, should, let's see, what should I dig into? Um, I'm trying to think what I want to... I go, I go. I go with one of my uh, one of my jokes. I do about um, I'm really big in uh, I'm really big in the sports. And one thing I mentioned, like I like to talk about, they have, most of my jokes have like a racial overtone. So I was sitting around. Um, this, and this is around Super Bowl time. When I did my first show, so I performed this joke mm-hmm. in my show, and I was like, "As a matter of fact, this probably this might be the first joke I actually wrote before um, before I even got to the class. Got to my to my coworkers. So I was like, um, <laughs> so. I normally ask, I start by asking any, any football fans in the house. And typically, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody raises their hand normally. Of course. Then I ask, I ask about the Super Bowl. I'm like, yo, does anybody know what happens to the gear for the losing team at the end of the Super Bowl? So typically, somebody, somebody knows that somebody doesn't. So either way, I, I, just, I just lead into it after that. So like, so you think about the Super Bowl, like there's two teams. Somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. But there's teams for both shirts. There's shirts for both teams. So clearly, there's there's shirts for the losing team that say Super Bowl champions, right? Mm-hmm. So I did some research and I found out that the shirts for the losing team get sent off to third world countries, like for donations. Yep. So I thought to myself one day, I said, you know what? Growing up in a third world country must be a lot like growing up in the South. And people normally sit around and look around like, well, like, what do you mean? And I like, because everywhere you look, you see all this memorabilia for the losing team. So he's like 1865 <laughs> Civil War champions, the Confederates. <laughs> and then, I, then, I, then I lean into it with this. Like, what's even more ironic about this joke is that most of those teams in the Super Bowl, they also lost to the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, right? That's crazy. That's the way to bring it around. That's, that is, that's the way to bring it around. That's 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 good. <laughs> that's one of my go-to. So that, that joke either either it lands and everybody just laughs like hard, or it's like like a sucker punch. The crowd's like, oh, like that, yeah, like that. it's like, it's like, <laughs> like, oh. like you'll get it later. You'll get it later. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, you, you're gonna catch them on the ride home with that. Right. Okay, you may catch them on the ride home, but they're gonna get them eventually. Like, what you laughing at? <laughs> I just got the joke. I got it. I got it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, Justin. Um, well, I mean, you know, uh, once again, you know, me having a son, you know, my whole, you know, my son's 17 months old uh, now. So like everything has changed and, and being, you know, a dad during COVID, Jesus, (laughs) it's just something different. And I realized just like the other day, something I've, I've been working on is the fact is like, my time in the bathroom, you know, you know, dropping that number two, dropping that deuce, has been uh, has been extended, <laughs> has been extended, and and I started to I started to think about it, it's like why am I spending so much time in the bathroom? Because my bathroom is like a fortress of solitude. It's the only time that I have my time away from everybody else. And now, mind you, half the time I don't even have to go to the bathroom. I fake it. I'm sitting in there for a half an hour, just sitting on the toilet, just watching videos, reading articles. And here's my son banging on the door. And, he, and then God forbid I open the door. Now he's standing there staring at me, breaking my concentration. 
sometimes I got to actually squeeze something out and just let and sit there and let the smell linger for a while just to give them some evidence that I was actually using the bathroom in here. Like this is this is what COVID and having kids do to you. You're I sitting on the toilet faking it <laughs> for a good half an hour just so you can have your alone time. Oh my God. Oh, I, man. Can't. I can't. See, now it's funny because like a lot of people, they're like, oh, that's, that's crazy. And they're like, have some kids. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about real quick. <laughs> and the people that have kids like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> my wife bangs on the door and is like, Justin, what are you doing in there? It's like, baby, my, my, my stomach's all messed up right now. <laughs> it's been this way for the last three months. I know. What am I eating? <laughs> I can't. That's good. Yay. Yay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh man, you you lose my train of thought. Um, <laughs> good lord. Uh, so each of you have have your own unique style. Y'all should do a show together, by the way. I'm just saying. Um, each of you have your own unique style, and you bring that style to your different podcasts. And so, Dwayne, can you talk about um your podcast? You you're just beginning. You have person that you work with, you know, what is the purpose behind it? What do you talk about? All right. So our podcast, uh, Last of Hip Hop, it was kind of, it's kind of the birth child of years of conversations me and my homeboys have been having like since, since undergrad. So uh, when we were undergrad, we had like, we were, most of us were education majors. So we had this, um, at Benedict, there was this lab like downstairs and what we call BC Cares. Mm -hmm. And like the education made it, we had a key to it. So we would just go in there. We would just like bogart the lab for hours. And like, we would, we would literally like, they would lock it up at night. We would leave, come back in through the back door. We had a key. So we'd go back in and we'll just stay in there all night, just like rapping about music and life and, you know, just everything. So we always wanted to bring that same essence uh, and put it on some type of platform. So we launched the, so we launched the podcast and really the, 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 the name behind it, Last on Hip Hop, is a playoff loving hip hop. But I'm I'm actually a comedian now. My my former college roommate, he's a he's a rapper in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. so it was like we're just gonna merge both worlds and just kind of have these the conversations like on, on online. And really, we just have you no know, bringing bringing our passions. So we're, we're both passionate about hip hop. We're both we're both passionate about comedy. But just like talking, hitting on like like subjects we talk about every day, like life, um, the current state of America. Just you know, just 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 bringing those general conversations we have all the time, and just with the with a with a more lighthearted and a tone where anybody could jump into conversation and feel comfortable and, sh and share their ideas. Um, mm. We got a few recurrent uh, segments we do. Uh, we always do a, what are you wearing? Like uh, cause fashion is yeah. a big thing. Oh. We always do it. Yeah. I so, saw that. I was watching it the other day and I saw so that. We do, like, That's a, we do a, uh, what are you wearing session uh, segment in the beginning Did the show we wearing that day. Uh, we do a, my top five where we do, we list the top five and we debate our top fives uh, every episode. And then we, I think one of the highlights of my show is uh, we do a false narrative. So we, we, we dispel a, a common truth either in our community or somewhere else. And we, we just debate the idea of it. Like I, the first one we did, I know uh, my man's from New York, so he might, he might get on me for this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my first uh, false narrative, I've always been from the stance, like I didn't think Reasonable Doubt was that great of an album. Okay. <laughs> So the first, the first false narrative was me talking about why I didn't think this album was as good as Jay Z's other albums, and it, it just starts this conversation. It really just starts this conversation offline afterwards. People are like, the way you wild and y'all like your show. But you <laughs> 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 so, 
Like, well, I'm I'm nobody talks about Jay-Z. How dare you? <laughs> so look, so look, so I've been getting on New York like for at least three episodes. So at last episode I had to bring in had to bring in a prop to show that I'm on your side. So I brought, <laughs> I brought my Tim's. I'm on New York side. Like I'm not, no, I'm not I, New York. You, you bring in some butters, and, and now we can talk. We can talk now. Them butters come up. We know we, we can talk now. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, man. I said. So, um, me and... that, that poop joke you, you, you just. <laughs> but, um, media popcorn. And your so, theme uh, song is off the chain, by the way. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you. That... So, so uh, popcorn, um, it was actually, uh, so my co-host, uh, Brandon Collins, he actually had the podcast on his own, you know, at first. So it was like his podcast and he was just sitting there talking about movies by himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like he felt like he was just screaming into the void. And then uh, he asked me to come on for an episode to review the movie The Room. I don't know if you ever saw it, but just it's terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it's like Critically Pan is one of the worst movies, but it's so bad that people think it's good. You know what I'm saying? Because like they do like midnight showings up and they throw spoons at the screen. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird. You could find all these random scenes online. Um, but you know, we kind of just ripped this movie apart, and then it just became just like, yo, we should just do this podcast together because I've been talking about you know creating my own podcast. Um, so we started, and then the theme song came along. We were just sitting in the studio one day, so we remixed. Um, uh, Easy Lover by Philip Bailey and um, Phil Collins yeah. into something absolutely ridiculous. And then, like, that kind of started to gr- gain the traction. But, you know, so we review a new and old movie. We review new and old movies. Typically, we'll do, like, new movie, old movie, you know, kind of switch it up. I mean, right now, we're doing a lot of old movies because there's no new releases. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're just kind of just reviewing movies but kind of with a comedy swing because my coach he's a comedian like i've known this guy for a good i think 10 12 years uh now almost like since the beginning i was doing comedy and um you know we just have you know two buddies just sitting there talking just talking mess Mm -hmm. and um you know you know we throw a lot of personal antidotes in, uh, in there because you know the movie kind of the movie you know we're reviewing a movie but the movie, the movie will actually kind of bridge us into personal things in our lives and things like that. So if you listen to our podcast long enough, you're going to know exactly who I am. I mean, you're going to know Brandon's kinks because Brandon's a crazy dude <laughs> um, and, and all sorts of things. So it's like kind of, you know, a, we, over the years, we've kind of built like a, a nice little community and you know, with our Patreon and things like that. We're doing like these live um uh, movie uh, watch parties where then we review the movie afterwards with everyone and oh, it's wow. like, it, it's like a it's it's really one of those things like if I didn't have that during COVID I'd really be going crazy right now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but um yeah so like it's really been a thing that's been keeping me afloat especially when um you know those times like in a like those two years where I wasn't doing stand-up and I kind of pulled back on a little bit of the acting because you know dealing you know making sure my family was secure, um, you know, that's, you know, doing that, it really helped because even the, the community for us, like they, um, like people, somebody sent me, um, 
you know, gifts uh, from our uh, baby registry and things like that. And like, that's, and like that community is like, I love those people uh, uh, that, you know, we do the show for that are, that are with us and we roll hard with them. And um, yeah, and I'd say right now, you know, especially the state of the world and everything, you know, we're kind of, you know, putting a lot of light on like black artists, you know, mm -hmm. so like black film mm -hmm. directors, you know, doing black movies that never get any burn. It, you know, so like we're kind of just, you know, even if the movie's, you know, not good, you know, just even just putting it out there because, you know, we have, th there are things out there that we're able to put a light on and, you know, that nostalgia piece that, you know, for black people, we don't get, you know, in this country because a lot of our stuff is deemed as like, it's like a subculture and, you know, so we're trying to make that subculture just culture uh, uh, for now on. Okay, I've got you. Gotcha. And you mentioned the state of the world. Um, I love to end all my shows on the positive side. And I always ask my guests to give us words of encouragement. So, Justin, can you give the viewers that are watching the um, reasons why laughter is so important right now in the state of the world? Mm, boy, so many reasons. Um, well, I guess with so much negativity, uh, going on uh, out there right now, uh, be it COVID, be it, um, you know, the protests, uh, be it just uh, political. I mean, laughter is, in a sense, the only thing that holds us all together uh, through all, uh, throughout this. It helps us get through uh, the hard times, the good times. It is like that glue that, 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 that kind of bonds uh, life a as a whole. So, like... Being, uh, you know, whether you're out there uh, protesting or, or, or not, you need to find the comedy in life because once you find a, because if you can find a comedy in everything, you can survive uh, anything. And, and, and I mean, that that's just the way I kind of look at life because if it wasn't for comedy, I don't know if I'd be here right now. Mm, wow. Wow. That's a lot. That's good. Dwayne, final thoughts. Uh, just to piggyback what my man said, um, I'm a firm believer in everything's funny if you if you frame it right. Uh, and I've met a lot of people in the world, but I have I've yet to meet somebody who didn't like to laugh. So I think it's the it's the thing that binds us. It's the one thing we all have in common. And I think laugh, laugh is important, especially in times like these. Like some some days you, you gotta laugh to keep from crying. Sometimes <laughs> that's, <what> I do. <laughs> that's true. And look, and sometimes you laugh till you cry. So. <laughs> good way. That's a good laugh. A hearty laugh. It's a hearty laugh. They say they say laughter is the best medicine, and my insurance ain't too great, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it. <laughs> oh man! Write that one down. Write that one down, my brother. Right. Laughter, laughter, ain't got no copay. Thank God. Dwayne, how can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Mr. Nettles, at M-I-S-T-R-N-E-T-T-L-E-S. That's Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter. Uh, you can find our podcast at Laughs and Hip Hop on Instagram. Uh, but we're growing the page. Uh, we're growing our following. Just follow us, engage in the conversation. And we look forward to hearing from you. Awesome. What about you, Justin? 
Guys, you can follow me at jbrowndidit on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow uh, the show, uh, Medium P Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We got swag, y'all. We got swag. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we have an amazing, um, amazing artist, Mr. James P, who uh, does some amazing artwork for us. And they, uh, we're just like really grateful because he just we dropped this really dope uh, kind of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt. And uh, like, he, yeah, he put his foot in it. He, he really put his foot in it. Like that's, you know, I had to buy a few of those shirts. You know, it, it's, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it. And like, I, I came up with the idea, but like the way he executed it. Yeah, yeah. support it. black artists, y'all. Support that's black it. artists. That's it, that's it, we gotta stick together. Yes, sir. I thank you so much, Justin, Dwayne, for being on today. And I hope that someone out there truly can say laughter is good for the soul. Thank you. On the next Michael Finkley, Wednesday, we have Mr. Anthony H. Brown with us as he talks about his weight loss, his business, and the great work he does with UNCF and with HBCUs. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. Hello, welcome back. Did you have fun watching this show? I had fun putting it on. It was so much fun. Justin, Dwayne, thank you so much for being on. And please follow them on their social media outlets. Follow their podcast as well. Dwayne has um, Laugh and Hip Hop. And Justin has Medium Popcorn. Please, please, please follow them on their social media outlets. And of course, their um, platforms as podcasts as well. Please, 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 please. All right. On the next Michael Finkley, we have Wednesday. We actually have three shows this week. We're excited about it. Um, we have Mr. Anthony Brown with us. And we get to talk with him about his incredible weight loss, his business. And he does incredible work with UNCF, which United Negro College Fund, and HBCUs, which are a historic of black colleges and universities. It's a show you don't want to miss. All right. Again, if you have not subscribed to us, please go to our website website our youtube channel excuse me and hit that subscribe button and ring that bell for notifications and you receive information about our youtube channel when we upload new content thank you so much for watching and we'll see you wednesday have a good one <laughs>